0: Ta-da. Hello everybody, welcome to T.L.'s Roadhouse, back in the man cave Special guest, Mr. Scott Joyce, piano player extraordinaire, uh, video engineer uh, from Waco, Texas That's right, uh, from Waco I didn't know you were from Waco Yeah Well that knocks that one of my questions He was, he was part of the Branch video. <laughs> no. he was the one that got away
1: No Hey, those people been out there for forty years before my mom was even born. They're, they're just, just you know doing their
0: thing. They weren't bothering anybody. <laughs> they weren't bothering anybody.
1: the guy you, that held
2: everybody hostage?
0: No, he had that cult out he there, and, that, and the FBI came in and burnt the place down and killed all them people. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. That's Janet Reno. Yeah, but Remember they Janet were Reno? they she was were doing. Like the head of the FBI back then. She was. Yeah, and they were doing some stuff they shouldn't have been doing. But
1: yeah, it was it was a pretty big deal. When was that? In the eighties, late eighties, something yeah. like
0: that. How old are you then?
1: Ah, uh, fifty five. I'm the same age as you.
0: <laughs> so you graduated so, in eighty seven. Eighty six. Yeah, just like 86. a whole bunch of eighty six graduates. Yeah, he's the baby of the bunch, except for Sam. Yep. Yeah, I was born in eighty seven.
1: Were you really? I was done with
0: high school then. <laughs>
1: You was just getting started. Mm-hmm. Now you're already smarter than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you came from Waco, man. Give me, give me your musical background. What did you start? When you start playing piano? Family's uh, inspiration, or when did you start playing?
1: Uh, well, I don't know if you remember back then when you'd go to the mall, they had those Lowry organ stores and in there and, and sheet music and stuff like that. And apparently, when I was a kid, I'd always go in there and want want one of those. And uh, mom kind of dismissed it, and you know, for a while. And then finally, she's like, hey, he keeps asking for it. You know, maybe we'll get him one." She got me a, uh, uh, you know, used upright piano. Yeah. And they, they brought the wrong one up the first time, and so set it up there and everything. And mom's like, "That don't look like the one I ordered." And So they had to take that thing down. And uh, so I was seven and a half when they when they brought up the right piano and uh she got me lessons and i i did like most piano players learn how to read and play by yourself and you got your metronome and all that stuff all yeah. the classical music and and i wanted to learn when i heard i'm easy by Lionel Richie that piano intro boom, like boom boom boom, boom yeah boom, boom. i was like How's how does that i like surprised did, that i knew that. I, yeah <laughs> how do you how do you know that one i love that song and the piano part i just wanted to learn and i couldn't get anybody to teach it to me so i went and bought a bought bought sheet music and tried to read it you
0: know and that's uh, just kind of how I started off. So what was uh, what was the first country stuff that you learned? When did you make that transition into country?
1: Well, back then, I was Ronnie Millsap. Oh, yeah. It's kind of where it's like it's now, because it's a guitar-oriented genre, you yeah. know, country music. But when Ronnie Millsap came in, as I was hearing stuff that sounded like something, yeah, I could probably
0: figure that out. Yeah, I remember. Do uh, you remember Mike Reed? Uh, the football player the football player that, <laughs> uh, didn't he play piano and <laughs> he, I think he, he wrote uh didn't he write that big hit for uh for Bonnie Raitt? yeah I can't is it I can't make you love I can't me, make no? you love me I think he did We did some yeah. shows with Mike Mike was a great piano player I didn't know he played piano he did he wrote all that stuff on piano. He's a good piano player
1: yeah yeah I didn't know that but i lo- I love his songwriting. I guess I just kind of slipped by me but yeah does just the 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 Ronnie Melsap I guess Mike Reeds writing yeah uh, that stuff kind of caught my ear. But, but lately i've kind of been going back to the guitar stuff i probably could have been a guitar player too if i'd have just done that but I, I just preferred the piano It was all laid out and there yeah. you can see all the notes and there's only one middle c
0: and it just seemed a little simpler what was the 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 path that brought you to nashville how would you get to nashville
1: well uh my uh initially i went to actually i went to texas a&m after high school for about 2 weeks and was in the corps of cadets trying to follow my dad's footsteps yeah but i just it just wasn't me. I was an English major. This was not, this is not something I felt like I could do. So I quit right after. I mean, I got to get the hell out of here, dad. So he had me come home. I went to some junior college and did something for a while. And then, uh, I'm trying to think after that, well, mom was busy trying to figure out what she's going to do with this kid. And so she found audio engineering school down in Waco. And I thought, oh yeah, I could mix music. And so I went to audio engineering school and and, uh MCC, McClendon Community College, and,
0: and so what you're saying is yeah. we really don't need junior here.
1: Well, I, I kind of know somewhat of what he's doing. I mean,
0: that just, we just <laughs> consolidated right there.
1: Junior, I'm sorry. I'll just get my shit. No, you stay here. I'll tell you why because I, I really, I mean, I kind of understand a little bit about signal flow, but it just didn't click with me. And the, the piano did. I had to take piano lessons along with that degree, and I started doing better and better at piano. I had a really great piano teacher there, uh, Bill Howard and he taught me how to play the freaking piano and i was like yeah i can do this so uh, i just kind of went on and then from there that was a 2 year degree and then dad's all about education so he sent me to belmont after that and i didn't uh, know you went to belmont yeah See, went to belmont so and graduated from there in 92 with a music degree from there and then i went to work at radio shack <laughs> right out of right out of college there you until go. i got a call to play at the the nashville palace remember that place oh okay. yeah steve hill and grand johnson and all them And it's funny because they called and I I thought they needed help with their VCR. (laughs) Something was wrong with their VCR or something. I had to help them with that. But they wanted me to come out and audition for piano. So I I went out and got that job and worked there. And that was Country Music 101. You know, learning. Granny Johnson giving us numbers behind her back. Yeah. You know, and I was learning from all the other seasoned music. These were not schooled musicians. These were guys that could just play. Road musicians. They were road musicians. And they didn't want to hear my college boy talk. You know about what kind of chord that was, and I and I learned to sh- shut my mouth right away and just listen and figure out what are
0: they doing, how do these songs really go, and that was a great education. What was the uh, first uh, mainstream country act that you got a gig with? Who'd you go out with first?
1: Well, at that time, I I had to sub out for something, and I used you know Willie Rainsford, the yeah. piano player. He he was the guy that he's a piano player in town here, and he he Kenny Chesney at that time was, was like ninety one. And he needed a piano player for whatever reason, and and Willie Willie said, "Well, why don't you call Scott?" So I I went out with Kenny, and uh, on on it was it was his birthday and mine are the exact same day, so it was my birthday, and there was, that was quite a night. I'll just have to tell you, <laughs> and uh, so that was my first road gig was Kenny Chesney in ninety one ish ninety two something like that. That's cool. Cool. Maybe ninety three because I was done with college in ninety two. So I did that for about three years with him, and then I decided I,
0: I've got to find me something that's going to last. <laughs> such a scary thing about the music business, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, finding somebody that's going to where you're going to be stable and stay for a long time. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really the ultimate goal is to find somebody you can hang with for years and years and years and years.
1: Yeah, and I could have probably stayed there as just I felt like I wanted. To, I felt like I had to move on to something else, and I couldn't really understand it. And to this day, I don't regret putting my notice in and doing something. Else, because I just want to see what else is out there. You know, I didn't. I've known guys who worked for one guy their whole career, and that's fine for them. But for me, I like I like the little variety. I can look back over my career and and be proud of it. You
0: know, who's one of the more interesting people that you've worked for out there? I mean, there's there's some pretty. You've worked for a few high profile guys.
1: Yeah, interesting, huh? Most interesting guy. Mm.
0: <laughs> Damn it! Interesting.
1: Well, let's see. After Kenny, I went to Jody Messina's briefly. And then, uh, I, th- you know, between gigs, is, is it's like this for musicians. He's like, what am I going to do? And I need a second job. I need to do something else, all that kind of stuff. I think the next gig was it was Blake Shelton. I think it was, I don't know when, that was 2000, something like that. And he he had one song, Austin. And, and, and I was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. I, and I was on the way to the first rehearsal, and I turned the radio on, sure enough, it's playing on the radio. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, man, I like his singing. Maybe this will be okay. And so that, that ended up being a fun gig for about six or seven years. And uh, he's funny. Uh, I mean, just super funny. I mean, the stuff that he came up with was hilarious. And uh, so I enjoyed that gig. I made a lot of good friends on that gig. And then that gig ended abruptly just like sometimes they do sometimes they do sometimes they do and then uh i'm trying to think but that was i'm trying to think why that was interesting well i'll tell you why that was interesting is because when we started we were loading our own stuff in you know so i was right at the the cusp at the beginning yeah bring your own crap in set your own crap up put it all back away uh and then it grew and i got to sort of see how oh well shit we got That's a fun ride to take isn't it yeah it really is it really was to see that progress that he was making and, and to see him struggle listening to songs, trying to figure out what to cut next, and wondering why the last song didn't go number one like the one before did. And uh, listen to him watch or watch him listen to demos and say, Oh, that's a great snare sound. <laughs> 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 he, he was looking for a great song in his, in his way. And so I got to watch all that and see him progress. I even got one song on one of his records and then I got to play on it too. So that was, that was a highlight too. That's cool.
0: Yeah. And I remember we, we've we talked uh, many times over the years that you've been with me uh, that you had an opportunity to kind of learn from Matt Rollins a little bit over the years. And and for folks who don't know, Matt was one of the premier recession players in Nashville for a long time. I never had a chance to work with him. Uh, he was kind of going through retirement or whatever there by the time I started making records. What was that experience like?
1: Well, that's a great question.
0: Um,
1: I'll tell you, it's like uh, Matt Rollins plays – Plays piano like I wish I could. Now that's that's I kind of modified that recently because that's the guy. You know, there's always a guy. You might have a guy you wish you could sing better than or whatever. Yeah. Just like, and that's how I felt about Matt, and that was tough. And I took nine lessons from him, and I recorded them all on cassette tape over in the early '90s. And uh, he did help me immensely. Just just told me the truth. Here's what you need to practice, and this is how you get better, and this is how you get to where you need to be. And I, and I did hit all that stuff really hard, but you can't learn to play like Matt Rawlings. you got to play like Scott Joyce. Absolutely. And that's what Matt would want, too. But at the time, you know, when you hear it, you're just like, well, why can't I do that? Well, because you haven't done the work yet.
0: You There's uh, there, uh, I, My favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts that Matt played, uh, let's see, is it, um, It Ain't Nothing. Uh, there were several, he played on all that Keith Whitley stuff. Yes, so did. there was, what was that piano song? You and I had talked about it. Uh, where he has that just beautiful little piano run that he does for his solo. That's just absolutely amazing. I can't remember which one. Is it, it ain't nothing?
1: It ain't nothing. Maybe. Uh, uh, man, I'm sure he played on it. I can't remember if it's that one. There was, uh, he played on Goodbye Time, the Conway Twitty original. He played thing. on a bunch he of big played, He played on uh, the one we just got through playing. We did it a couple times with Clay Walker last year uh, with the Steel. I'm thing. over you. Uh, ding, 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 ding. I can't remember which one it was Rain something about Stranger rain. to the Rain Stranger to the Rain he played on that one uh, he played oh I know the one you might be thinking of it's uh, something like Honky uh, Tonk Heart diddle, 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 diddle,
0: diddle, diddle, diddle. Hey, uh. Lucky Dog Lucky dog. dog. That's the one that has that great piano piano solo on it. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty awesome. It really is. He's just super crisp and fun. Oh, and everything is just so precise and just Mm -hmm. such great dexterity. Just the just the run that he made. Those the guys at that level, and to know that I've I've been in the studio with guys like Mike Rojas and Tony Harrell and those guys when they're doing records, man, it's just the stuff that they come up with just on the fly just blows your mind. It really how fast their brain processes things and how quick they can turn and. Changed into another direction if you ask for another style. I mean, that's that's the amazing thing about some of the session players in Nashville. It's a pretty hard high, high bar to try to achieve. And it? it must
1: be fun for you, like in a session, to to say, you know, that was awesome. But is it? But can
0: you try this? Is that is that hard to say, or is that? You know, I was watching. Um, um, gosh, what's the guitar player's name? Uh, Tom Bukovac. There was a, a, a the guy that does. Uh, Rick Beato, Beato, Mm -hmm. was doing a sit-down with Bukovac, and he asked him what the most difficult thing about being a session player was, and he said getting your your personal self out of the way he said because say you're in a session and you've got the track laid and everything's going good and and then uh you get set up to do your solo run and and you just freaking smoke it you think you've done the exact perfect thing that it needs and you've really got this thing dialed in and you freaking nail it and then the producer says you know just uh that's really great but Try something in this And and they'll I, I've learned with guys Like Brent Give them a guitar player reference Man play me something Like Eddie Van Halen Or play me something Like B.B. Like, uh, King Or you can give them A direction Give me something In the style of Martin Offler They're, they're a repertoire Of being able to go down And stylistically Change gears But Bukovac said Specifically Being able to get Out of your own way And being able to Even though you, In your mind You just played The best thing That you thought You could have played For that song Having to stop hop right then completely reset yourself not get frustrated and do something even better in a completely different direction on the next pass that's yeah. what makes a great session player Yeah, just mentally being able to get out of your own way that's got yeah. to be hard to do How, but for me being able to be in a studio with guys back to the original question mm-hmm. uh Being able to ask for suggestions and being specific about what you want, Uh, leaving gray area, just, oh man, I just don't like that. Try something else. I've learned that guys at that caliber want you to be specific with them, give them specific direction about where you want to go, and, and everybody's cool with that.
1: Yeah, I think that's good advice. Just general good musicianship is absolutely what all that stuff you were saying earlier about getting out of your own way. And that's, you know, when, when I think even when you're playing guitar, when I'm playing piano, whatever it might be, we do kind of forget ourselves up there. I mean, that hour and a half
0: goes by fast. Oh, it does, especially when you really know everything that's going on and you're you're on stage with six or seven guys and you look around, you know, everybody knows exactly what their spot's going to be, what their role is, what they're going to play. That's, that's a very comforting thing to be at that professional level where there's no guesswork to it at all. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
0: When you play that, when you got your little thing that you do every night, how, how difficult is it to juggle organ and stuff in when you're playing piano at the same time? How do you mentally focus on layering? Because I've I've always heard that being able, a guy with a heavy, a strong left hand, being able to do a walking boogie line or something and being able to play something completely different, being able to separate your brain like that's got to be difficult.
1: Well, with with Kevin, I don't have to play as much <laughs> <low> left hand. <laughs>
0: That's because he covers all. (laughs) He
1: does, he does. But you know, to be able to play a a good solid left hand, that Dr. John stuff's great for that. And then that's how you know that's your bass and you know that's your drum section, your bass and everything. And then this is your melody, this is your horns and everything. But when you're with the band, it's different, and that's what I learned when I stopped you know playing classical went into this thing is there's other guys doing all that shit you don't have to play everything you know there's a guitar player over there there's two guitar players you know so it's actually it's more about sometimes i don't even play anything at all for a little bit and just listen and decide does it need anything here and then sometimes it does and i'll jump in and then as far as the, the two keyboards uh you know organ i generally keep organ up here and then I'm not real tech savvy on, the, you know, some guys split their keyboard up in the sections and this one's this and that. I can't remember all that crap. So this is piano and this is organ. (laughs) And then I have a few other things
0: that I kick in here and there. What advice would you give uh, for a young kid, say, that's had some lessons for several years that really say they're 15, 16 years old and they dream of coming to Nashville? What's some good advice that you would give an aspiring, young, talented piano player about the journey that they're getting ready to face?
1: Well, I would say first of all, keep your sense of discovery and curiosity about the piano. If that's what you want to do, uh, don't get jaded on it. But you also have to really practice your your technique stuff. You're going to have to practice your scales and your arpeggios and all that stuff, and get that done. You know, get that under so you don't have to think about it as much anymore. And then uh, beyond that, uh, it's for me the quickest way to get fast, or to get the fastest way to get good is to transcribe. So you know, write down. If you can write the music out, great. If if not, just like learn to score about it. Score it out. Yeah, it's just figure out what that guy just did, and then learn it, and then play it, and then take it into every key, and then take it and make that change it a little bit and make it your own. That's the fastest way to get good is transcriptions. Which- That's got
0: to be the difficult thing too, is is transposing that into minor keys, mm-hmm. and 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 to get to the studio level, you've got to be able to to be diverse in every single key, major sharps, flats, everything, and be able to yeah. transpose it quickly because you could be in there and you could get a demo in a major key, you could run a couple of passes in the studio. And the artist yeah. could say, "Let's move it down to B flat." Exactly. Like I that was, changes everything. Exactly. Like
1: it, I was just listening to Albert Lee, uh, you know, guitar player. He he played on uh, one called Luxury Liner. Uh, that uh, what's this long silver hair lady's name? Emmy uh, Lou Harris. Lou. Yep. That thing's at one hundred and thirty-five beats a minute or something. And it starts in E, and then it goes to changes to the key of B. Now, it, it, if if I was a guitar player and somebody called me to come play on that, I would I would be scared. That I mean, he's he's kind of the exception. He can play that fast and get to, some guitar players can do that that really fast chicken picking. But if you would be scared to get that phone call, you're not done practicing, you know. Or maybe you should, there's some there's a lot of stuff you could probably play, but maybe don't take that session. But you know,
0: but you never know till you get there. Yeah, that's you the can't thing. not take that yeah. session because you and and if you show up and you can't do it. It'll get around real fast.
1: Yeah, and it's better just to go ahead and finish, you know, get yourself to where you're re- really ready for that phone call. Uh, and, and, and if you're not, you know what? I love playing live. I'm not the fastest player in town, and I kind of know my limitations, but I have a great time playing live. Most of what we play is was within my abilities. I mean – There's a few things that I struggle with. (laughs) Challenge challenge you every now and then. Every now and then you keep us on our toes with a lot of stuff, but I I enjoy the challenge, and it's great music. So there's a lot of fun to be had, even if you can't be a session player or you don't think you can. You don't know maybe, but go ahead and dive in and and do your practice and get as good as you can. Be better than yesterday is all you're really trying to do.
2: All right, Scott, got a few questions for you. Uh Oh, Mountain or beach? Mountain. Mountain. Chicken or beef mm. or tofu <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: I guess I'll go with beef on that one.
2: What's your favorite Taylor Swift song?
1: uh she had one it's uh dun, 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 dun. ours, I think it's called old old one country song
2: liquor, beer or wine,
1: yes. <laughs> Liquor,
0: just met her. <laughs> just met her.
2: Uh, what's your favorite season?
0: Fall. I thought he was going like, to say salt. <laughs> <laughs> salt. A little salt,
1: little lime. That's been a good, that'd have been a good answer. Dang it.
2: Uh, Backstreet Boys or In Sync?
1: You know, I'm not familiar with either one of those. Bullshit. Groups. Good question.
2: <laughs> Bullshit.
1: It's, name me a song by each of them. I don't know.
2: Uh, well, you have Millennium.
0: Bye, bye, bye. bye. And that, yeah, that's Justin. Tim, which one was Justin Timberlake in? In
2: Sync. Okay. Last night yeah. at the VMA's, Just the
0: one. We yeah. Came yeah.
2: Back on stage together. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, I like of- I
1: like Justin Timberlake. So I guess In Sync. Okay. Yeah.
2: There you go. Right answer. Uh, last person you texted.
1: Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask what it says. Probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you a Harry Potter fan?
1: Not particularly. Okay, so no. you don't
2: know what Hogwarts house she would be. No, sir, no. That's okay. No. What's a fun fact about you?
1: Oh gosh, a fun fact about me. I know one. Okay,
2: you're colorblind.
1: Oh yeah. Hey, the other day my dog took a crap on the on. I was taking it for a walk and I couldn't see it to clean it
0: up. So yeah, so <laughs> I'd, I had to leave it. I had my puppy dogs out on the bus. I got a little Pekingese and a Shih Tzu, and I got a pink leash and a red leash, and I was doing something, and Scott came up here, and we talked for a little bit, and he said, you want me to take the dogs I said, yeah, just take the one. I said, there's a pink leash right there, and it was like under, there's a pillow and their bag that I keep their food and everything is, and he said, I don't see it. I said, it's the pink one right there, Scott. It's, I, don't see, I don't see a pink leash. <laughs> oh, you're colorblind. You can't see pink. Oh, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't see it. He couldn't see it for nothing. Yeah, yeah it all looked the same to him. Yeah, red's green's
1: pink's that's uh, green. It's you're all
2: invisible. Yeah. Uh, do you have a guilty
1: pleasure? Uh, let's see. Well, I like easy cheese and Ritz. He does like easy cheese yeah. a lot, yeah, and and the good easy cheese too. Yeah, the good American or actually the cheddar's pretty good too. But yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. Love I think it. I had some last night in the middle of the night. <laughs> Wild sleep eating, this
2: man. That's all I got.
1: Can I plug my little podcast here? I wish you would. It's all it is is I'm just breaking down solos like we're talking about. Uh, like actually the first two are guitar solos. It's a uh, uh, yeah, it, it What's it, the name of the podcast? It's just Scott Joyce Piano. And, Scott uh, Joyce Piano. Yeah, and, and then under that, solo breakdowns. Okay. And I was planning to do piano solos, but the first one I happened to do was a, a John Jorgensen guitar solo, uh, Hello Trouble with uh, Desert yeah. Rose Band. And I just I happened to have that one. I did it years ago, and I thought, well, I'll just share this. And then there's been a, a little bit of a reaction, so I'm going to build on that. And now I'm doing an Albert Lee one, a Roseanne Cash song called uh, My Baby Thinks I'm a Train. And uh, it's pretty fast. I don't know if I, I, I have to work on it to be able to play it. But then we take that. soul, and I'll show people how to get that in your DNA. If, even if you can't play that fast, you can still get these ideas and still be better, you know that's awesome so yeah I love piano I can go on forever about piano
0: well I love having you out on the road you've been a great fit with the band and I consider you a, consider you a good friend well, and uh, you did great work on the video on the podcast so thank, thank you. you so much just wanted to give everybody an introduction to Scott and uh, I think unless you got something else to say we're gonna move on
1: no I guess thanks for having me in the band and for being such a good buddy